Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on TRNFM with on Connect to Love. And I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael J. Russ. And, you know, we are so much in alignment so many times with uh, our thoughts and actions and deeds, even though we're miles and miles apart. I think we are all divinely connected. And, and I'm so grateful, Michael, that you are connected to my heart. And I would love to welcome you today uh, and hear how, how your day is and what's been bubbling for you in, in your world. Well, um, spending, as I told you a little bit ago, spending, spending uh, three and a half hours driving back and uh, driving rainstorms. Um, and, you know, just staying focused on that. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't mind. We've got a new car. I'm like, it's very comfortable. It, it rides great, drives great. And I'm, you know, we just, uh, it, it, you can't change the weather. I mean, so you might as well just simply right. accept it and, and move forward and move within it, right? You Which are is something we wanted right. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to, there's a, there's a lot of things out there. It, what I find is a lot of people who work, who spend their time in a vehicle or, or in many circumstances in life simply fighting against something that is, that cannot be changed. Right. And uh, if, if you want to, uh, uh, in my view, the definition of stress is attempting to change something you can't change, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty much everything in the life, especially the past. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we just ran through, there's, I don't know if you, you, there's lots of flooding in southern states, uh, one to two inches of rain a day, three inches of rain a day, monsoon kind of stuff that just, it, uh, it displaces people, their houses get flooded. Uh, it, it's crazy. And that weather we were running away from is actually going to hit us uh, in, in a small way. Mostly it'll go north of us uh, in the next couple of days. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this is, this is the world we live in, which is complete unpredictability. So you have to literally be able to go with the flow, adjust your plans mm-hmm. accordingly. Uh, not everything is going to go as planned. Uh, I already have to cancel golf this weekend, uh, which, is, which is okay. Uh, we'll do something else. <laughs> we'll yeah, sit around and play we bowling. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. even though yeah, I love it. I mean, but I did put yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's it's funny because that's what I was revisiting. You know, oftentimes I, I have these wonderful books and these wisdoms. And many years ago I had the um, honor of meeting Wayne Dyer, who I absolutely mm-hmm. loved as a, as a speaker. And, you know, he spoke about intention and change. And he, he used to say, you know, when you, you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that always, you know, has, has sort of stuck with me. So I was, you know, revisiting some things with Wayne. Um, and, you know, it, it, to me, it's just always so fascinating. You know, one of the things that he wrote about, which was inspiring to me, and, and I wanted to, to share it with you and with the audience, was accepting the world as it is and be trusting. And he said that, when an infant comes into the world, it has no thought of the, if the world can or should be any different from what it is, which I really loved. He said the infant just opens its eyes in wonder and fascination at what is out there and makes its way into the world as best as it can. He said the child inside of you knows how to take things as they come, how to deal most effectively and happily with everything and everyone it encounters on this planet. If you can recapture that childlike essence of your being, you can stay forever young at heart. And he said these glorious childlike qualities 
can help you enjoy your life each and every day. No, as he said, it's no further than the fingers are from your hands. And so, I was, you know, as you were talking about your driving in the rain and and whatnot, it's like you accepted the challenge and you, with open eyes, and were aware and cognizant of everybody around you, and you navigated through it and you made it home safe. I mean, and that's really what we do every day, whether it be the yeah. rain that comes down on the road or, you know, an an obstacle, somebody, you know, uh, being difficult at the grocery store or a package not being delivered that you were waiting for that you absolutely needed for a presentation or whatever it is. But you have to, you know, accept. Yeah. Right? So true. So true. Two two out of those, two out of the three actually happened to me today um, because I had to come home. Uh, First, let me tell you this, you know how much I love golf and, and it's a wonderful experience for me, and it's a challenge. It's always me against me, and me challenging me to maintain my and balance mental, my, keep a state of being and frequency that's pretty high, so that I can uh, be um, flexible and accepting of whatever circumstances there are, and then making the most of them, because that's really what the game is about. And it's interesting because when we when we got to Biloxi um, Tuesday, we played a game of golf at a course, one of our favorite courses. And uh, when we checked in, the guy said, hey, uh, we've had like buckets and buckets of rain for the last two, three weeks, and it's pretty soggy out there. And I said, really? Because in Panama City Beach, where I live, it's a slightly lower latitude. And what's been happening is all this rain has been coming through Texas and out through uh, the southern states and moving to the northeast. And what's interesting about it is uh, I – I'm not really, and it was cart path only, which means you literally walk, you know, wide fairways, you walk from your cart path all the way to your ball, you walk all the way back, and you're doing this four times, three to four times every hole. So you're like, and for oh me, goodness. I'm like, okay, great. First thing is, I get to get some exercise. This is awesome. Uh, I, I'm loving this. I get to get some exercise. This cart path only means I get to do a lot of walking up and down hills and other things like that. There are some other challenges, of course. You've got to carry a lot of clubs with you and range finder. And once you get there, if you don't have what you need, you've got to walk all the way back. <laughs> you know, there are those little challenges. However, long story short, I simply accepted the circumstances which were sloggy, sloggy at best in some, in some areas. And I literally did something that I haven't done in at least 25 years. And uh, golfers, if there are any who listen to this radio show, will understand what I'm talking about. But I hit every green on the front half of the course in regulation, and I haven't, I haven't done that in a couple of decades. So literally, wow. I, yeah, I shot even, uh, and I was – it's just basically one step at a time. I altered my game for the terrain. I altered my – and I didn't know that it was going to produce the result that it, that it produced which is one of the best rounds. Yeah, one of the best rounds I've shot in, in a couple of decades. And what I took from this is this, something I'd like to share with the audience, which is sometimes acceptance of something you see as being adverse can actually end up leading to something better than you expected. The experience can be much better for you than you expected. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I take from this because that's the way I approached it is, okay, I'm going to – the circumstances aren't what I thought they would be. This is a course that literally is one of the best 
manicured courses in the area. It's owned by a casino, so they've got plenty of money and great people. Uh, and so it, 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 for me, was my alteration of my game, doing something the entire round that I would only do maybe every once in a while here at home when I play every weekend, led to a better outcome than what I had been doing. And yeah, it was sloggy. I had to walk around. That was there was the inconvenience of having to walk to uh, wherever wherever you need to go. You couldn't take a card on the on the on the uh, the fairways. But that is really the point. It doesn't matter whether it's golf. It could be. It doesn't matter whether it's driving. Uh, anything else in life. Acceptance is one of the major keys to shifting, completely altering your state of being. If you have and a lot of people, unfortunately, and I hope our listeners can understand this, is that when, you, when your first inclination is to deny the existence of reality, which is what has changed, it completely shuts down the part of you that actually has now control over your sovereignty and your experience. Because what you're doing then is you're surrendering your sovereignty, your, your control of your, your mind, body, and spirit to what you're refusing to accept. You're refusing to accept mm-hmm. something. If I were to refuse the, the, the conditions of the course and complain about them, uh, and if that was the state of being I approached the game with, it would cause tension, fractured thinking. My, uh, I, I would be blaming something outside of me, which now puts it in control of me. Mm-hmm. And that is the process that we go through when we refuse to accept. We, put, we, we let the event begin to control us and how we think, how we feel, and our experience of it, our, re, our reality that we create is dictated by something outside of us. Mm-hmm. That is huge when it comes to you being able to manage your own frequency. That is huge. And that's it. You're absolutely 100%. Couldn't be even more right. And, you know, I have to applaud you because when you got to the green and somebody said to you that it was soggy, it's almost as though they're setting you up for defeat. Where, like, you could say, oh, you know what, it's, it's too wet. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to deal with it. You know, you give up. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. you change your mind about what it is that you want to do. I mean, it, it, in life, I, I think so many times we're presented with an opportunity and there's just something. It may not be completely perfect. And so we decide, you know, it becomes an excuse as to why we're, we're not going to do something. And I think that when you accept and you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm not sure exactly what this is going to look like. I'm probably going to come home with wet shoes, but I'm going to give it my all. And uh, I, I really applaud you for that. And I think that it, if our, our, our audience can gain something from that, I mean, I think for me, Deepak Chopra said that acceptance is a superpower. <laughs> and, you know, you think about strength, yeah. wisdom, whatever. Acceptance is, is absolutely huge. And, and really, it's a choice that you have to change. 
you know, when you when you accept something, it doesn't mean that it's pa- passive and that you're laying down and you know somebody's going to walk all over you or whatever it is. I believe that it's a good use of your energy to really explore instead of you know as we talked about uh, in several episodes ago about life not being a battle that it being a game and so you accept you know sometimes the rules change sometimes you know the weather isn't perfect sometimes you know there's lots of different things that acceptance will make you more adaptable and for me um you know i'm I'm a big horoscope girl and and my sign is a pisces and my moon sign is a gemini so that means i you know and then i have a, a rising sign of libra so it's like i'm three signs of duality all rolled into one little package of of fun and adventure but um in this one book that i have it said that my dark side is that I'm a chameleon, but my illumination is that I'm a chameleon. And it's, it's like absolutely perfect because that's exactly what it is. You know, sometimes if I fight with that, if I push back against going with the flow and accepting things, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. However, if I adapt, and, I, and, you know, I'm like you, Michael, I moved a lot growing up. So I had no choice. I was always the new kid. And so I had to adapt to, to the ways that they did things in school. Unfortunately, I was a Canadian girl who, you know, Canada was, was converting to the metric system. And then uh, America was going to do the same thing. And then I moved and <laughs> went back to the English system and, and whatnot. And so I, I never really did learn how to measure properly in the English system, but I sure know. <laughs> the metric system but you know I had no choice to accept what they were Mm. teaching in school I couldn't I couldn't say to the teacher no 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 you know what that's not the way that I learned that I had to accept it it's true right and when you accept Mm -hmm. it you totally you you it shifts everything all of a sudden all the energy that you were dedicating to it uh, goes to something more positive which is uh, moving through it moving past it Letting it go, letting go of that, and then moving into a positive space, uh, which invites more inspiration and creativity uh, and a lot more energy and, and your ability to uh, manage your own vibrational frequencies, which is, again, another thing that acceptance allows you to do. Everything mm-hmm. is, to me, everything is about controlling my, my vibrational frequencies, Manage them, managing them, maintaining them, being aware of them, and uh, and what is impacting them, and that mm-hmm. is that's to me is what it's all about. That's my right. I have that right to control the frequency I resonate in any given moment, and so I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm cognizant of those things that are impacting it, and uh, making sure that those things are impacting it in a positive way instead of uh, a negative way. And I know it's sort of like a, uh, you know, whatever, an ABC kind of way to, to look at things. Uh, however, it is, to me, in my view, that simple. It is that simple. The, the, the distraction and stimuli uh, that, and, and drama that exists in the world, the negativity that exists in the world, I have a choice as to how I deal with it. It's there. I accept it because that's the thing I think I can change. I can't change anybody else's attitude. Uh, or their uh, or their state of being or their vibrational frequencies that's up to them. Uh, however, when they come into my sphere of influence, my world, 
and they engage with me, I have the right then to control uh, my interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think about it, how much I say, how much interaction there really is. Um, interesting, I'll tell you this little story. Um, this just happened to me yesterday, actually. We were in, a, we were in Biloxi, and we, were, uh, we went over to this uh, casino because um, uh, Sandy, my girlfriend, wanted to do some, play some slots. And I was over there just messing around on Kino, just watching people and, and uh, just wasting some time while she was doing what she wanted to do. And I sat there for about two hours. Uh, playing around 20 bucks. It was, it was amazing. I'm going, you know, I just want to sit here and enjoy, uh, watch people like, and interacted with the, the, the server who came uh, and asked me if I wanted anything. And I said, yeah, I'd like some water. And then there was a, a woman who came to sit two machines away. And there was a manager. She was sitting there playing, and there was a manager just beyond her, uh, a woman who had a beautiful smile. And she was talking with one of her employees engaging, and then they went away, and she looked over my way, and I, I kind of mouthed, you have a great smile. And I, I, you know, did the smile thing in my face, you know, right from one, one end to the other. And she started laughing. She started laughing. And she said, thank you, you know. And, and uh, we were, we were, I wasn't yelling or anything. I was just saying, you got a beautiful smile. And the woman who was sitting two, two down from me, she goes, you know what? You are one amazingly positive person. I like your energy. I like, I like you, you know, and oh. your smile is beautiful. Every, your whole presence is amazing. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm 64 years now. I, I've kind of learned how to do that. And she says, I got to beat. I'm 71. And she says, the problem I find is that a lot of people that I come across and I associate with and others, they're just full of negativity and, and drama. And they just don't embrace life. They're all they, – they – they approach life, uh, they have a negative attitude, and they approach life in a negative way. And she says, I'm kind of getting tired of it. We need more people like you. <laughs> I said, thank you very much. Fabulous. And I, then, I, then I went over there and gave him my podcast card, and I said, yeah, so here's a way where you can actually pull this off. And she said, absolutely, I'm going to listen to this. She says, I'm, I'm positive myself, but I just have, you know, there's a lot of people who need, what, need this, who need to know how to not, not be so engaged with, uh, life and letting life take control of the way they feel, that they are always gloomy and doomy. And I right. said, yeah, that is so true. And it's up to us, it's up to us to make sure that we are, um, that we're positive and instead of allowing everything outside of us to dictate, as I've said many times, how we feel and what we're thinking and how we're responding to what is happening in our lives, including acceptance, you know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So true. Yeah, and Michael, I know that you are, uh, a, you consciously curate your day, and we can consciously collaborate with the universe to bring new possibilities into our lives and into the world. So for any of our listeners that may have challenges with acceptance, I mean, for many people, it's an acquired skill. Um, what would you say, you know, are, are some of the ways that you found in your life uh, that made it easier for you to accept and to allow things to flow? I know that's a big question, but I'm going to put it out there because I know you can do it. Uh, <laughs> you can I, I would approach it. Challenge. I would reverse, yeah, I'd, I'd reverse, reverse engineer it. I'd reverse engineer that, something like that, where I'd say, you know, yeah, what does it take to, to accept something? Well, first and foremost, what are the consequences of not doing it? What consequences are you suffering now from not accepting? You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not able to sleep at night. You're not able to, uh, 
uh, to you, you get so you get frustrated. You're living in the lower frequencies of of blame, victimization, because they did they changed this on me, and you know I don't have any control over it, and now I'm upset by it, and and every little thing they do now because I've given away my right of sovereignty to control how I feel. I I I have to I I react to everything that's going on. I, Thirty plus years ago, when I found myself in a situation where I was dealing more with what I couldn't control than what I could. I, I, and it was kind of an epiphany, uh, in, and it was a couple of years into a new career, and I said, hey, um, how, do I, how do I actually get in the car at the end of the day and feel good about myself and what I'm doing? What, what, is, what, is, what has to happen for that to occur? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really understanding and simply accepting that most of what went on I couldn't control, and it was up to me to accept that fact and then just weave and bob and weave between it. That, that really mm-hmm. is what I started doing, simply saying, I don't have control over somebody else's negativity, so I'm going to detach myself from it. I'm going to listen if they will come over to my desk or cubicle in my office, whatever, and they start spousing negativity. I'm going to listen. However, I know that they don't want to hear what I have to say, they just want somebody to espouse it to to get it off their chest so they can move on. Mm-hmm. And then I would simply let it go in one year and out the other. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest in it, right? And I decided to stop investing in it. And when I stopped mm-hmm. investing in it, it stopped continuing. It's really, really interesting how that happens. However, that is the result. When somebody comes in, comes around your family member, whatever, and they're, and they're complaining, could be your own significant other. Um, just listening to them and uh, and and attentively, however, not investing in what they're feeling, it's amazing how quickly it just dissipates. Because especially if you're putting out vibrations of love and and uh, uh, happiness and joy, um, you can stand there with a smile and listen and mm-hmm. not get that tightness in the solar plexus because you're feeling like you have to engage with what's happening, with what they're telling you. Uh, biggest mistake, my mother, uh, fabulous as she was, uh, made, me, made me aware of that with my second wife 23 years ago. She said, she said listen, because my, my ex-wife was like that. She, was, she would literally come home and tell me all the stuff that was wrong, all the stuff that happened, and blah, 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 to her, and this and that. And, and, um, and I, I got so frustrated because, to me, it was easy to see how to disconnect from it. It was easy for me to mm-hmm. see how she could not feel that way, except she didn't want to hear that. She didn't want to learn from her experience. She just wanted to dump her experience on somebody so she could feel better. She, there are people along who are like that. Say, they, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. she probably felt better after she spoke with you and dumped on you, yeah. and then you felt drained and exhausted and because, <laughs> yeah, because Yeah, because I invested in it. I, I, and, mm-hmm. I, I, and my mother, <laughs> mother brilliantly told me a couple of days, said, go stop investing in it. Just listen. Just listen and stop investing in it. And, and, and it's come to be known to, uh, in, in my books and my teachings as detached involvement. It's detached mm-hmm. involvement. You're involved, but you're detached from the energy that's being put out. You're allowing the energy to stay within their field, and you're not absorbing it into your field. Uh, and, and, and that is a very, very 
that's a, that's that's a skill that has a lot of legs. Okay, you can run on that one for mm-hmm. a long time. And I apply the same thing to commercials, to stimuli, to notifications, to everything that, that happens in this in this universe that we live in now, this digital world, yeah. where where you're they're always trying to encroach upon your time and your attention and your energy, your your uh, your your um, your sphere of influence, so to speak. And that's I apply that same concept. I'll sit and I'll, I'll listen. And I, I hear it and I go, yeah, I know. That's just this and that. And I'll just put it on mute or I'll just tune it out. And mm-hmm. these are skills you have to, coping skills that you have to develop if you are interested in maintaining a higher vibrational frequency. If you want to stay happy, stay joyful from, from you curating your life, and thank you very much for that, uh, for that uh, compliment. Yes, I curate the heck out of my life, out mm-hmm. of everything. I, I curate the, like to the to the nth degree because I realized one thing uh, decades ago, and that is that I my life is mine, my experience of reality is my experience of reality, and if somebody comes in to my sphere of influence, it's up to me to make sure that my experience of that event is still positive. Mm-hmm. It's still positive. Now, yeah, you're going to have events that occur to you directly. Um, and in my book, Zero Adversity, I refer to this as direct and indirect events. There are events that happen to you directly, and there are events that happen to you indirectly. And understanding the distinction between the two gives you the power to wipe out about 95% of all the distraction and stimuli that you're experiencing and responding to, that you're not accepting, so to speak. Very simple. You just simply... Define it. Define the events as direct or indirect. Direct is something that in my in my talks I I go up to somebody and I say if I were to slap you it would be a direct event for you and an indirect event for me. Okay, that's just basically right. it. But if you watch, right. but it, but to the person sitting left or right of you who who witnesses me slap you, it's indirect to them. It's a different experience because they mm-hmm. watched it. They were exposed to it, but they weren't. It didn't happen to them, right? So your experience of reality is different. Now, go beyond that and simply say to the person who witnessed it, their experience of reality will be different based on their experiential wisdom up to that point in their life. If they were somebody who experienced that personally, they would have a different experience of reality when it happened to someone else, a different interpretation of the event. If someone to the left of them hadn't, they would have a different experience as well of reality. Mm-hmm. To them, it might not have been a, such a big thing because they've never had it happen to them before and they've never seen it happen to anybody. And so to them, it wasn't that big a deal. It would be easy to let go of. Yet the other person, it acts as a trigger to something that happened to them personally at some point in their lives. And you have to really be cognizant of, 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 of that fact that you have certain things within your subconscious that are that you've experienced in life, certain traumas, and you, you have the inclination to, um, maybe without your knowledge, so suddenly have triggers occur. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm simply saying that we all control our reality, our interpretation of what we experience. And in my view, based on my experiential wisdom, 95% of what you experience on a daily basis is not happening to you directly. It's happening mm-hmm. to somebody else, somewhere else in the world, right? And so right. We, we, we can control what goes on with us if we just simply 
start to tune out and filter and tune out that 95%. Because if you're investing in that 95%, you're going to be very exhausted, very overwhelmed, very tired, very tired. And also operating at a very low frequency because of everything you're absorbing, all that negativity. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look right. at it. Oh, uh, I hope that kind of satisfies your explanation. <laughs> oh, no, it's, that's a fantastic explanation. And I, I, as you were speaking, Michael, it reminded me of, um, you know, this week I have been practicing Ho'oponopono, uh, and you know, it's about what you do for yourself. It has nothing to do with trying to fix anybody else. And um, many, I don't know, several episodes ago we talked about um, Tim Freak, the stand-up philosopher, and one of the things that he said that I have written on my desk is be conscious of what you are to bring forth what you can become. And I have been reminding myself of that because, you know, little things, you know, I, I self-correct all the time. I look at, you know, different things. What can I do different? Uh, how can I be better? How can I be more present? You know, I it's very easy, as you said, there's so many distractions that when you're sitting down talking to somebody, uh, thinking about your shopping list or the other things that you have to do and not really being fully present. Because I've consciously trying to become more fully present and more active in my life, you know. And you know, as as a you know, when you're maybe probably in your your teens or your twenties, you know, you're you're pretty self-absorbed, and you kind of you know you get to a certain point in your life, and you think, okay, well, I'm done with getting all this stuff that I don't really need. <laughs> now I got to get rid of it, uh, you know, pass it on to somebody else, and. You know, really, what is it that I want to create for the rest of my time here on this planet? And I've been, you know, doing a lot of self-reflection, and and one of them, you know, and it's revisiting the things, you know, what what is it that I want to be in? And you know, one of the things that I had come across through Tim was that I really wanted to be a lover of life, and I I just, you know, that really spoke to me. And a lot of that has to do, again, with, with acceptance. You know, what is it, you know, just being. When I, was, when I was a little kid, my mom used to say that I didn't need to be entertained, that I was just very happy with myself, you know, just sitting mm-hmm. there. No matter what it was that I was doing, I was just very content. And, and I, I love alone time with just me. Uh, I don't yeah. get very much of it. But when I do, you know, and, and so sort of one of the things that I've kind of been like aspiring to, you know, you think, okay, well, you know, you, you go to college, you aspire to a degree, you aspire to a career, you know, you, you've achieved all of these things. And now, you know, I, I'm discovering new things. I'm discovering new opportunities. And as you said, you know, you have these things and, and part of it, you know, is like, you know, the, the more, I, you know, I've, I've really try to create more goodness as you did. You know, you're here you are in a casino, which is very challenging energy. I always have difficulty in a casino. And to find that bright light, to find that spark, and then you saw it in somebody else, but then somebody saw it in you. I mean, how beautiful is that? That to me is is what it's all about. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. Um, In light of the fact that I, I always... It's it's you know, what you just said. Literally, be fully um, uh, aware of of who you are and be conscious, fully conscious 
being conscious of who you are, what you're resonating and all of that, uh, it gives you maximum control over continually creating your next moment because what you're thinking mm-hmm. in this moment is creating what's happening in your next moment. Uh, is, is, is drawing to you what you're thinking in this moment. You're going to get validation of it in the next moment, so to speak. And that to me is, there were two things. Number one, it validated what it is. Um, I was very happy uh, that, that she said what she said because it validated my purpose in life, my mission in life. And number two, it allowed me to, it, it, it gave me validation as to where I'm going. You know, and mm-hmm. and what I'm what I'm doing. It's, it, these little validating moments uh, to me, because I don't consider there are accidents. I consider this person came there, sat there, crossed paths with me, to help me understand that that the direction I'm going in is the right one, mm-hmm. and that uh, it was a mirror of what I was putting out. And that's the most gratifying thing to me when somebody says that. Um, and it's interesting because uh, people, there wasn't a time that in this entire three days I was gone, three and a half days, that when I was next to someone, a perfect stranger, I didn't say, how are you? Where are you from? You know, mm-hmm. what brought you here? Um, sitting in the restaurant, left of me, right away, not once but twice. Somebody was next to me, asked them what's going on. We started a conversation. Um, and the most interesting thing was my girlfriend did it for the first time. She oh, talked fun. to the person next, <laughs> nice. next to us. Two, girl, two girls were next to us, and they were, uh, they, were, uh, they just finished dinner and all that. And I said, so, so, and I, I found that I, I thought you were, and I, the, the best way to connect with somebody is to, in, is to extremely, in a, in a very sincere way, not, not contrived, but right. find something that you like about them. Find something that you like about them and tell them. Acknowledge that that, that, is, that is beautiful. That is, that is great. You look awesome in that. You, mm-hmm. uh, I really love the way you've done your hair. I really love the shoes you're wearing. I, whatever it is, if it's something you would do uh, in, you know, sincerely, then you simply let them know that whatever they have consciously done with themselves is working. It's creating a, a great vibe. And mm-hmm. so I do that a lot. A lot, yeah. and it's really interesting as to where these conversations can go, and you find out where people are coming from. And it's not like you're looking to be friends and hey, let's exchange numbers and blah blah blah. It's more about just being personable and letting people know from outside of their normal sphere of influence that that they are resonating at the right frequencies. They've got a beautiful smile, whatever it may be, um, and and I love doing that. And, I, and if we if we all did that a lot more. This world would be completely different. I, I'm not interested in their politics. I'm not interested in the factual situation about the, exact, the latitude and longitude of where they live. I could care less. That's just, those are just facts. They're mm-hmm. facts that really don't mean anything. They don't tell me anything about their soul. It doesn't tell me anything about their, how they feel in that moment, which is the second thing I tell people is that the quickly as possible, ask people how they feel about something. How do you feel about being here? In, on, on, are you on vacation? Yeah. How do you feel about being on vacation? You know, they will tell you things after that sentence that have nothing to do with facts. And that's what I want to know about people. I want to know mm-hmm. how they feel about life, how they feel about themselves, how they feel about where they are. They will open up and they will tell you. And they'll tell you in short order, in, in moments, <laughs> you know. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's really kind of interesting. It's really kind of interesting to see that. 
to, to experience that. We just got to get away from the facts and start talking about feelings because feelings are what people really um, resonate with and that's, that's, that's the thing that's most important to them. Um, and the alchemy is about feelings. It's about changing the way you feel in any given moment. So that uh, notion uh, that actually that, that rule I have of leading, leading people better than when I found them, you know, mm-hmm. that's all part of the reason why I do what I do. If I could put, help somebody bring a smile to someone's face and make their experience in that moment uh, really special, and then I've done my, I, I've accomplished my mission. And it's not, it's not something contrived. Again, it's something that I just love to do. I just love to learn about people. Mm-hmm. Well, you in you know when you engage and or when anybody engages with a stranger and you know you show some kindness or some caring for another person, you are creating goodness in the world, and mm-hmm. you never know where it leads because sometimes you know you said you know maybe it's a reason a season a lifetime that perhaps it's just a moment, a brief moment that you've connected with somebody. I brought some feral cats in to have them spayed and neutered, and I saw this woman who was bringing, she had her children, she was bringing in some cats, and I noticed her when we were dropping the cats off in the morning, but I didn't really speak with her. But there was something about her presence that just attracted me to her. So when I came in the afternoon to pick up the cat and <laughs> she was there and she had her kids and we started speaking and I said well you know they have a bunch of food outside you know if you're feeding a colony so I helped her load some things in the car and I just felt so drawn to her I said I know this is going to sound strange but I said I would really love to connect with you again I said there's just something really special about you I said I feel like we were supposed to meet for a reason And she said, you know, it's so funny, she said, because after I saw you in the morning, my daughter, who was four years old, said, Mom, I think you were supposed to come today to meet a new friend. And that just, like, it just made me feel so, uh, you know, this young, little, wise soul saw that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. although we don't get a chance to see each other or talk, I just, I feel so connected to her. Now, is there a logic in that? I just, I was almost like that, that soul knowing. Maybe it was a recognition of the goodness in her that I just felt so drawn to and there was just a feeling of, of love and caring. And, you know, she had a beautiful family and, and it's, you know, life is busy, but we still have that connection. And, uh, yeah, sure. it, it's just was <laughs> very special. So like you said, you know, you don't know where it is but you have that consciousness um and you're open to discovery it's sort of like wayne was saying you know you have this it's just you know no further than the fingers are from your hands that close sure. it's that close yeah mm-hmm. i love it that's a great story by the way and the, the four-year-old <laughs> wow that is introspective uh, and, and uh, old soul territory. That is so mm-hmm. unique from a relational perspective to be able to, at four years of age, kind of recognize uh, that. It's, it's, it's beautiful, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. And I love to, I, I don't hear too many stories uh, like that because I don't hear, I don't, you know, engage with a lot of, uh, a lot of children and young people, although um, my, my uh, 
uh, my girlfriend's grandkids who lived down the street are incredibly introspective uh, and very mature uh, for their age because they've been they've had a lot of exposure to uh, other people's and activities and things and it's really really unique uh, to have something like that occur I love it that's a great great story and I hope you do um, discover what the uh, what what the reason is that you were supposed to connect on that day are you both cat lovers or <laughs> actually she's allergic <laughs> to cats ironically but she just has a tender spot and she said you know what am I going to do with these cats <laughs> I have to keep them after their space for you know a certain amount of time before she could release them and I said well you know um but she did and you know we we connect and you know like I said her her life is busy but they're you know they're really every few days I think about her and you know one of her days going and you know just touching base and leaving a message and and uh, whatever it is that that we were meant to connect I'm not sure and I'm and just leave it open it's that acceptance like okay this is this is where we were meant to be and, and I think that is all part of that that consciousness and that creation and maybe like I said maybe it's the goodness of her that really I can see her beautiful heart and, and that and I know you see people and yes yes you see somebody visibly in the their third dimensional being but you go beyond that you really see them you see who they are you see their gifts you know like you said you are looking for those treasures within somebody's and you bring that forth and maybe it's the kind words that you've said to somebody that really make their day because you never know when yeah. that person is having a bad day yeah that is that is true you never know it's what's interesting is that you never really know why you're there most of the time uh, you know people are uh, just oblivious to the people that are around them and their suffering is self-induced because of what's going on in their life and the way that they're interpreting what's happening in their life and I always love to give people another side of things help people see uh, another side to what's going on because it's easy to become myopically focused on some thing in particular and have that now that out that outside thing uh, influence literally dictate how you feel day in and day out um, I will I will tell you something this is uh, not a, a plug for this particular method but um, back in it was back at 1997 I had a allergy to cats up to that point in my life mm. I had yeah I did I had an allergy to beer hops or wheats or whatever that was um, I had an allergy to feathers and uh, I come to understand that I was um, I was tired every morning one of the reasons I was tiring is because I was tired is because I had a feather pillow and a feather duvet <laughs> oh my goodness and I was allergic to feathers so I was literally I was being drained all night by this my body was fighting uh, this and I went to a um, uh, a, a a wonderful woman who ran a uh, an allergy elimination natural allergy elimination clinic uh, and the method she used I'm gonna see if I say this right it's an Indian allergy elimination method 
Uh, it's called N-A-E-T. N-A-E-T. It's Nabudrapads. Nabudrapads. Nabudrapad. Allergy elimination hmm. technique. And she, it's, it's, a, it's a technique where by you, um, there is a, uh, there's a strength test, okay, where she puts the feather in your hand and she tests your strength. Uh, or whatever it is that she's got this whole menagerie of things <laughs> that that you 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 grip onto, and she tests your your strength versus these things, and then she lays you down and she does this tapping on these various meridians in your body, and uh, this is a method of opening up the blockage that this that is that is caused, which has caused this allergy to this thing, right, and then. Once you have this, you cannot come near that thing for 24 hours. You can't come near it for 24 hours. And wow. uh, so your body, your body has to have 24 hours to reset. Your meridians uh, have to have that time to reset. And uh, it's, it's meridians on your back, uh, from your neck down, wherever, mostly, most of it's in your back, at least mine was. And I got rid of every one of those allergies within two weeks. And one of them was persistent. One of them was persistent. I'd never had a cat, but I, I knew that I had been allergic to cats. I'd come near a cat, and my sinuses just, just simply swell up, right? Yeah. So I'm telling you, <laughs> I've shared this method with, with I know, because you, you medicate with your little kitty all the time. I do. I'm not allergic wow. to the cat. She sleeps with us in the bed. I mean... I mean, uh, right now she's shedding like uh, shredded wheat. I mean, it's amazing. She, I, I run my hand along her back, and the hair just comes out in clumps. So I'm going, wow. Um, doesn't matter how much we comb her, and, and the, the cat hair is out there. But, you know, pet dander, a lot of people are allergic to pet dander. But I'm simply saying that when it comes to this concept, and now she was certified. If, you, if, if this method doesn't work, the next thing she does is acupuncture. The, hmm. This A E this A uh, N A E T is an acupressure technique, where it works okay. meridians and opening blockages. And if that doesn't work, if it's really really a serious allergy, then she goes moves on to acupuncture, which actually um, is a, is a little bit high. It kicks it up a notch, so to speak. Uh, so you can look up N A E T online. Uh, the theory of N A T proposes that allergies can be eliminated by addressing the energy blockages through the use of acupuncture, acupressure. Some of these ideas and concepts are adopted from Chinese medicine, which follows a different paradigm, not a Western medicine. So I'm simply saying that um, I've, I've, I've actually suggested this to a couple of uh, um, parents who have kids that are having serious allergies with various things. And I said, look it up. Find somebody who's, who specializes in this and go to them and give it a try. And There's no, there's no backlash of, of, of side effects. So... If, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. But uh, I had her do this, and I'm simply telling you, it worked for me. <laughs> it worked for me big time. Well, yeah, it's really it, kind of cool. You know, if it makes a difference for somebody who's, you know, having to give up a pet because they've suddenly developed allergies, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful research. So thank that you for true. sharing if that. You love or pet, for me, and by the way, know, and, and I love my my down pillow and my down comforter too. So that would be a tough one for me, Michael. I, you know, I'd, yeah. I, I mean, what, that's what I that. had. I had a down. I, I had just that, and I really loved them. I just needed to. 
um, to coexist with them in a positive way. I was, there was this, there was this energy blockage that was causing it. Um, but there's, there's another, there's uh, our, our theme of acceptance flows through this experience and this concept as well. A lot of these concepts, uh, especially uh, from, from, from Chinese medicine or Indian Ayurvedic medicine, like they require acceptance. They require mm-hmm. acceptance. Um, if you're going in, if you're approaching them from a perspective of, oh, I don't think this is going to work, uh, then you are literally going to prevent them from working just because your thought process, the energy of your thought process is going to overpower what it is that you're actually, what's, what's happening, your ability to, to get any benefit from it. You, you have to, it, your, your, your belief that it will work is very, very important, just like uh, if you're, um, your belief that you can get well from an illness is, is, is a great percentage of whether you will or won't. If you mm-hmm. don't believe anything that any medicine is going to work, uh, any procedure is going to work, then you're basically literally going to be fighting against it with your own with your own energy, which can overpower it. It's really interesting. I know that's more in your wheelhouse. Uh, however, uh, when it comes to um, understanding how this all works, uh, your acceptance is huge when it comes to obtaining the flow that you're looking for in your life. Mm-hmm as you said earlier. Yeah, and I think there's also a, a correlation to self-acceptance, Michael. I'd love your thoughts on this because uh, earlier today I was with a, a young man who is extremely successful in, he, he owns a, a pizza shop. Um, you know, very, he's self-made, um, worked as a delivery driver, he was sharing with me today, you know, because we were out in an area where all the university students are coming back, and I, I never had asked him before, you know, had he gone to university, and he kind of, like, put down his head, and he said, you know what, he said, um, I didn't, and he said, you know, I didn't think it was for me, and then I felt, you know, after I got into the the real world, he said I was in all these service jobs, and he said I really beat myself up because I just wasn't achieving what I wanted to because I didn't have this degree. And I sort of, you know, I looked at him and he said, until, you know, I figured it out and I bought my, you know, my first pizza shop and and he's really learned, I mean, he's a master marketer and he is just, just the epitome of customer service and, you know, always innovating and whatnot. And I said, you know what, you don't, need that piece of paper. Look at all that you have achieved. You should be so proud. I said, you know, I graduated from university. Nobody's ever asked me for that piece of paper. And, you know, look at all the the gifts and all the amazing things. And, you know, he inspires a lot of people. And, and, you know, he's so, um, just his positivity and everything that he does um, is really amazing. But it was interesting for me to see that because I never saw that aspect of him where, you know, he, he thought a little bit less of himself because of, of something that he thought maybe that he needed. And, and I, I think that that self-acceptance is, is a definitely a, a big part of it, acceptance of what comes your way, but also acceptance of, you know, every, every little step, every little piece in your puzzle of your life is a stepping stone and my journey is not the same as your journey michael and we've come together we each have different gifts and thank goodness we don't all have the same gifts because life would be so boring 
uh, you know, True. and we share True. and we complete each other. And, you know, I just, I just really feel that, that that's a, an important thing. And, um, you know, I, we all I, have, yeah, go ahead, please. I, I'll simply, I'll simply, I'll chime in simply to say this. Uh, I don't have a college degree. I left in about two and three quarter years, two and three quarter years of college. I left. Um, I found that, uh, um, for me in my life, I had had uh, the equivalence of a PhD in meeting people, making friends over and over again, traveling around the world, seeing more history than anybody who's read about in a book uh, could ever possibly uh, experience in a lifetime in, in, in one place by living in one town. Uh, where it came to, you know, the seven uh, wonders of the world, I'd touch three of them, you know. And so That's when you're incredible. looking at, uh, yeah, when you're looking at uh, exploring cultures and things, the, the stuff that people were reading about in books uh, and asking to be tested on, I had already been there. I'd done those things. I'd been at the top of the Acropolis in Greece. I was familiar with Greek uh, and Turkish relations and the cultures and the Greco-Roman cultures in those times and European history. And I'd seen most of the stuff in museums that they were reading in books and when I was in high school. You know, and then in college, mm-hmm. in European history, you know, you're looking at this, oh, that painting? Yeah, I saw that in the XYZ Museum, you know, back when I was 12, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and you have an appreciation for things that's completely different. The thought virus that your friend had, I also had. Um, because mm-hmm. my mother had told me, you know, you need to finish college in order to, to be successful in life, you know, and which equated to you're never going to really be successful if you don't have a college degree. And um, so... Uh, the thought virus, and that's exactly what that is, that, that self-acceptance uh, or lack thereof is driven by a thought virus that is a societal norm. Uh, mm-hmm. College isn't for everyone. College isn't for everyone. And this gentleman had right. other amazing, amazing value uh, in, 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 in his own life and successes that he'd have. And I, I tell people more than anything else that, Look at the successes you've had in life and build on those successes. You, you, that, that's really, um, nothing outside of you defines who you are. You are, you define who you are mm-hmm. at all times. And the moment you start allowing something outside of you to define who you are is, again, another moment where you give away your sovereignty, where you allow something outside of you to control how you feel. Um, right. and, and I don't care who that's coming from. There are a lot of people, I'm in the camp that not everybody should go to college. I'm in the camp that people uh, should discover their, their true gifts and talents and work in that direction and, and pursue. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, be, because literally that is what makes you happy. That is what, what, what gives meaning to your life. Being of service to humanity is through your talents and gifts. And his... Mm-hmm. He's pursuing everything he's supposed to pursue, and he's very successful at it naturally because his talent and gift for, for, for communicating and relational connection uh, and for uh, c- communicating his product and service to what people's needs are, that is, you, you, let me tell you, my sister's got a marketing degree, okay? She finished college. My brother's got a theatrical arts degree. Um, nobody ever came to them, and like you said, and said, uh, yeah, we want to hire as an actor, but do you have that piece of paper that says you got a bachelor of yeah, arts degree exactly. and whatever? You know, we want yeah. it. We want it. And to say, you know what? Nobody cares. It's almost right. like it's almost like grade grade point average. Yeah. It's only important yeah. until you graduate. Then nobody cares. Yeah, nobody. You're <laughs> nobody right. cares. It's, you know, my it, I shared with this young man that you know, my grandfather, my Norwegian grandfather, you know, he, he grew up 
there were they you know the, my great grandparents came from Norway they broke the land you know so the as kids they they were on the farm and you know he because he was needed he didn't even make it to eighth grade uh, but it didn't stop him you know during the war he became a mechanic and then after the war he had a good friend and they said well you know let's try to start a business and they started a, a little glass business where they replaced windshields and put in windows and things like that and it grew into a mm-hmm. huge business called trans canada glass and when he you know one of the things i think that built his business that you know he's known as Johnny on the spot because my grandfather John would he loved people and he had he knew people he he loved you know he welcomed them in he was always you know doing going that extra mile and it made him happy and people liked dealing with him and that was really what built the success of his business and when he retired and you know decided to sell his business he just he just couldn't stand it and he at 80 he started another business because he missed that interaction and he you right. know but he never let the fact that he he never finished even middle school stop him from achieving what he wanted in, in his life and you know he he really liked himself he liked you know not in a, an egoistic way but he was confident you know in who he was and he accepted you know these were the things this is the way you know life on the farm was difficult and then the war came and you know he never let it stop him from achieving something and making a difference in people's lives and and you know it was, it was awesome. great to be able to have that as a role model didn't let anybody outside of that anything outside of him define who he was or what he was going to be and mm-hmm. that there's 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 empowerment in that um, not only empowerment those that concept of not allowing something outside to define you is what is what empowers you through the challenging times in your life the times mm-hmm. when you have uh, a failure uh, what keeps you moving in that direction it, it keeps you focused on how can I do better next time? How can I succeed at this when I didn't do didn't succeed at this 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 time? It's the commitment, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's another conversation of knowing your why. Right. Uh, a lot of people I know don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They're just doing it because there's a paycheck involved and it pays the bills. And I'm like, what a way to live! What is what a way to engage with with life? And it's the reason why if you do that for 20 years, you're, you're, you're wondering, is this all there is? You're asking that question because you haven't tapped into the core of, of your why, of why you're, why you're here, what your talents and gifts are, and how you can use them to be of service to others. Because <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you get the greatest enjoyment out of giving service, being of service to others. And that's that the gentleman who has the pizza place. That's what he's doing. He's being of service. He's solving. He's helping people in a way that he never thought he could, and he's very successful at doing it. And he's successful because he he's being to, of service. Yeah. He said today. He said, you know, there was a a, a big, uh, a fairly well known restaurant. I won't mention who they are, but they had yeah, committed yeah, yeah. to do a cater. They had committed to do a catering event. And they backed out. And so the people who were doing this large event 
found themselves uh, two hours before the event with no food to serve the people. And so they, call, they contacted him and said, hey, can you have 50 pizzas to us in an hour? And he's like, well, you know, I don't know exactly if I can do that. He said, but I can definitely get you 20. He said, and then I'll hand deliver. He himself brought over the other 30 pizzas. And they said, oh, my right. gosh, you're amazing. You know, you really saved us from, yeah. uh, you know, and, but that's the type of entrepreneur he is. That's the type of individual mm-hmm. he is. You know, he's willing to, you know, it would have been easy for him to say, no, you know what, I, I just don't feel like taking that order, you know, <laughs> go somewhere else. Of course he will make the yeah. difference because they'll look to him for their next event. And, you know, somebody he could, that has yeah, he, could see, he could see beyond. Mm-hmm. You can see beyond the the circumstances in that present moment to how to the value that he brings to uh, to the table, uh, the value he brings in terms of his own service, and and that's what he's committed to. That's also something that you can easily do when you own your own business. A lot of the corporate mm-hmm. culture, unfortunately, cuts a lot of corners, and there's a lot of the personal aspect of things that that gets lost in the mix because. There are so many policies and rules that prevent you from doing one thing or another when you know that the, that the right thing to do uh, is to follow through on your commitment, right? And instead, mm-hmm. you let something else happen. That, 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 uh, and, and nowadays, the only thing you have going for you is the trust of the people that you do business with, the confidence mm-hmm. and trust that you, have, that you have with them. That's it. That's all you have because, quite frankly, that's what they report in reviews, you know, and, and that's what drives future business. And in terms mm-hmm. of friendships, trust is what you have. You, having confidence that somebody will do what they say they're going to do and you trust that that's going to happen. And you trust them that if you tell them a secret, they're going to keep that secret and not spread it around, that it, that it, that ends with them. Um, and I have people telling me all this. I have perfect strangers tell me stuff they don't even tell their own, their, their significant other. <laughs> I would imagine. She doesn't that. know this. She doesn't know this, but, you know, I, uh, you know I'm going, great. You know, you're, well, your secret dies with me, you know. <laughs> so, but it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's beautiful, though. No, because people see your yeah. heart, Michael. I mean, that's truly what it is. They, they, see, they see you. Maybe that's what they you see. Know, it's what you emanate. Yeah. <laughs> I see a really smile and go. I can tell a guy anything. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I well, had, you know, it, you, it, it, you love life, right? And you know, you mm-hmm. go with the flow, and and you know, you have, uh, you set an intention for a vibrational frequency. And again, going back to the fact that you curate your life and and you accept and you flow. And, and you know, going back yes. to to that 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 golf game, you had one of the best golf games you've had in a long time because you accepted you allowed you uh just went with whatever went your way and and things just unfolded in a in a very perfect way you know you couldn't couldn't have asked for anything better yeah yeah just totally amazing i love our conversations and i hope that our listeners love them as well and can can mine our conversations for a way that they can help them in their own lives that they can be that they can help themselves excel uh, beyond where they are, grow beyond, evolve beyond where they are, and, and transform their own experience into something really dynamic. Um, that, that's really what I, I wish for our listeners uh, here on TRNFM. It, it's uh, it's amazing 
to be here with you every single week. And uh, my the, the week the one weekly commitment I actually have in my life uh, that I that I because I everything else I pretty much turned down. <laughs> like I want to well, do this I'm, this this show with Lisa every week because we uh, we we it gives me an opportunity to connect with you, you with me, and we can we can bring something unique to our listeners that, uh, again, hopefully this is not something we have control over. I, I have to release control of this and accept that, that our, message is being, uh, our message is being accepted out there and that mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's connecting in, in, in a way that's uh, very personal to each and every listener. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, you know, I so appreciate you and the spontaneity of our unscripted conversations and the wonder that it brings forth. It's just a, a magnificent gift. And I'm so grateful to, to all of our listeners here at Connect Love and, and to you, Michael. And um, I just couldn't say it better. So thank you. And, uh, yeah, you, that, that was such an eloquent way of uh, signing off, but I'll let you say the last word. <laughs> Just, well, what I always say, say what I always you. say, if you want to get more of this, uh, this show on PRFM is also turned into a podcast. Connect to love, the number two, love. Connect number two, love. Check it out uh, wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to share this episode with somebody uh, who could use the information and if the information could transform their life, please go to Connect to Love. Uh, in the podcast and check it out and have them tune into this PRNFM radio show as well every Saturday. All right? Awesome. Cheers. <laughs>